Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Sheila Speaks, a podcast designed to empower, educate, uplift, impact, and inspire you and your life. Wow, we have such an extraordinary uh, person to have a conversation with us today. Her name is Janelle Pulley. She has her master's. She was born in a small town in Kennett, Missouri. She leaves a room with a big smile and a zeal for life. And one of the lessons that she was taught is the value of hard work and education coupled with perseverance. She has recently self-published and is the author of Money Just Flew Out the Window, How to Create a Relationship with Wealth, Living from Paycheck to Paycheck. She also works as an insurance agency, a marketing agency. She works in several states helping people with their businesses. She's helped thousands of families get their financial lives in order by showing them six simple steps for creating wealth. Well, we wanna hear about that today. She helps families live their best lives by downsizing their debt to have more money to invest in their retirement and educate them on how to leave a legacy for their family. All right, well, Janelle, that's a mouthful. Welcome, welcome to Sheila Speaks. Thank you so much, Sheila. How are you today? I appreciate the invitation. Uh, you're welcome. I'm great today. I'm excited that you're with us. I'm so glad you agreed to be here. So first of all, uh, Janelle, tell us a little bit about how you chose to put yourself in this conversation around money and building wealth and leaving a legacy. What had you go this route? Well, thank you so much for that um, question, Sheila. Thank you so much um, for letting me be here on your platform today. And I was a young person when my sister passed away and she passed away without life insurance. And my dad, he had enough money to pay for the funeral in cash. And for 20 plus years, she didn't have a headstone. And when I realized having left five children behind with no will in place and nowhere for them to go next, that I had to do something to help change that for uh, my family and other families as well. So that was what led to me getting into the insurance realm and speaking with many families and then having conversations with husbands, wives, parents of children uh, to you know, help them not have the same concern that my family had. Wow, that's amazing. So she passed away and she had five children. Yes. Wow. Amazing. Um, that kind of got me right there, of course. So, uh, so tell us a little bit about your personal journey to writing this book. Well, I dedicate the book to my parents, Leon and Betty Pulley, because uh -huh. they helped me learn the, the value of hard work and making money. Uh, my dad's a farmer. And so in the summer's time, I would spend my time on the farm and we would have to go out and peddle watermelons. And so that's where my initial sales experience started. Asking <laughs> to buy a $5 watermelon off of the back of a truck. Uh, and you know, one, one time my godfather came, we had made the money from 
peddling these watermelons and my godfather approached my sister and I because he know we had made some money and asked us for a dollar and he says I'm give me a dollar and I'll come back on Friday with two dollars well my sister gives my uh my godfather the her dollar I kept my dollar and on Friday he shows up with two dollars for her and that crushed me because I tried to run and get my money and give it to him I'm sorry I can't give you the two dollars because the deal was on Monday, this is Friday and I'm paying up. And I cried. So that was my first experience of making wow. a 100% return on my money. And so as I've gone through various um, seminars and conversations with people, I tapped into that being the source of whether or not you can save money and make money. And when I realized what was at the source of me saving money and making money, I share my story with others and let them know that I'm giving you $1 and I'm going to return $2 to you at some point later. That's beautiful. Wow. Amazing. So let's just jump right into the book. Let's see the book. Money. What's the title again? Money just flew out the window and it's how to create a relationship with wealth, living from paycheck to paycheck. And a lot of us are on a fixed income in some cases. Um, you find yourself every two weeks or once a month re receiving a check. But what we do with our money and how much we have left over at the end of the month, before the month runs out, makes a huge difference. It's and not so, how much money you make, it's how much money you keep. Yes, definitely. I wanna go back and just reiterate what you said about uh, fixed income. People, don't get it twisted. If you're solely, it's not just when you retire and you get social security. If you're on a job and you get a check on the 1st and the 15th or, the, or two times a month or four times a month, doesn't matter. It is a fixed income. What makes it fixed, and correct me if I'm wrong, is you know how much money is coming. And it's scheduled to come on a certain period of time. Is that accurate, Janelle? That is absolutely correct, Sheila. And uh, we look for that check, the payday, and then we uh, look at our account or we swipe our debit card without like, where is my money actually going? How much did I actually spend? And did I pay myself first? in that process. And a lot of people oftentimes may be on a job with a 401k plan or some type of retirement plan that is pre-tax and you're able to put your money there uh, before taxes, before it's taxed. And that's a good thing like for today, but then uh -huh. looking at the future, it may get taxed at a rate that you have no idea. So you're kind of like writing a blank check to um, that fund when you're thinking that you're saving money for retirement, but later will come taxation. So there are methods and there are programs that are available where a person can um, pay taxes now and not pay double tax on their monies later. Great. And, and, and having said that, would you say people are a lot unconscious to their spending? Because you said just flew out the window. I mean, that title alone, Hello, you know, <laughs> I know, I know mine flies out the window on a daily basis. Yes, that is so true. Uh, oftentimes, 
you know, I went out, you may go out to the store and you have a list and you put, you see a deal or you see something that you weren't expecting to buy and then you buy it. You know, mm -hmm. I was notorious for going to the store with coupons and then saving that money from the coupon, but then I buy outside of my coupons and then now I'm paying more money at cash register. And you probably have seen the coupon, but my mom would always say, well, money doesn't grow on trees and, you know, say money just flew out the window because you don't have it anymore. But at the end of the day, it's about how saving money and having a process to keep in track of where your money is going. And it just boils down to a simple budget. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, I'm on budget. Well, do you really budget your future expenses that you don't know that you're going to have? And that's what we call emergencies. So the first part of your budget should be saving for an emergency fund. And some people say uh, three to six months. But of course, in the past year, you know, you save for a rainy day, you had a rainy year, in some cases, almost two years now. And so um, we want to make sure that we can educate, be prepared for those times that may come that you least expect. Very good. So that being said, and I think you might be getting into some of the six steps that you share with people in your book. So let's talk about some of those steps, at least uh, give us a snippet so that we can all go buy your book. Go ahead. What's, <laughs> what are the six steps? Yes, well, I do um, break down like 10 um, steps in, oh, 10 in, steps. Book, in, in, well, in the chapters, there's 10, but we, we focus on saving money. We focus on having an emergency fund. And we also focus on future generational wealth and retirement and state plan for your future. And in some cases, you're, you may have a house that you own or that you're still paying on, I should say, and because the bank owns it, but you are wanting to, if something were to happen to you, have protection in place um, to take care of your loved ones that you leave behind. And, um, and that's just a simple protection. So those are just like three, um, the top three um, that we really focus on, you know, saving emergency fund, ha having emergency fund, and also uh, protection for yourself and your family, and then creating um, that future um, retirement fund. Great. So let's talk about those three a little bit in further depth. So with the savings, what percent of your income or, or you know, what amount of money should we be saving and where should we be saving it? Well, um, some people are able to live off of 70% of their income. Um, some people look at the Pareto principle for 80-20. They live off of 80% and save 20%. Um, but if you were able to save 30% of your income and um, live off of 70% of your income, then you would put yourself in a, in a better position for the 10%, of course, you want to um, put to savings. And of course, a lot of people with you 10% of gifts and giving um, to the church. So that's already 10% um, to gifts and giving to a charity of your choice. And then 10% to yourself. And then another, the other 10% will go for the emergency fund. But we're kind of upside down right now because a lot of that money will go to debt um, so we want to we want to flip that and and change that piece of the pie to have a larger percentage going to your savings. Wow. Okay. And then what was number two? And number 
That was save. So number is um, you get savings. And what was the second thing you said? Emergency fund. Emergency fund. Of course, I couldn't hear that, and I would forget. So let's talk about a little bit about the emergency fund because you're right. I know that in the past people looked at at least six months. Well, the average person. There are other people who are you know wealthy, etc. Um, but for the average person six months, but we saw with the pandemic, not only did we need a year, really two years, really. And yeah. most of us have you know, been stuck or having massive breakdowns, big or small, but not prepared for this kind of emergency, this kind of emergency. Yes, this was unprecedented emergency that you would never thought that you would ever face uh, and knowing not knowing uh, that you would have to rely upon the government to take care of some of your, your bills or supplement you in some way. Yeah. And um, although the government's um, done what they could do um, to stim what they consider stimulating the economy, the $1,000, I think at one time, but a lot of people needed that $1,000 every single month after the after that one time, um, depending on their situation. So we've seen um, lines that are available to have um, food given to various families, but um, this type of emergency, um, there's different things that will constitute an emergency. And some of that may be as simple as your car may break down or you may need a plane ticket at the last minute to get somewhere. And the, having a lot of Americans have less than $500 available to those things. And you definitely want to plan how you save your money and break it up in your, how you get paid. And so if you get paid every two weeks and your goal is to save $1,000, then over this six months period, then that's a better and a better way to plan how to save your money. And so that you would be prepared and have that six months of saving. So it, with some people, depending on their debt, it may take them up to a year to, to save six months of income. Okay, gotcha. And then the last thing, which is so important is building that legacy, protecting your loved ones, you know, having an estate plan documents. This is like, you know, I, this is like probably my favorite sermon these days because <laughs> it's so critical. And so many, not only the average American, even wealthy Americans, actors, entertainers, etc., pass away without a solid plan, without a will, without their estate set up. First thing is, having a life insurance and then having enough life insurance because yes. i know i've been taught that life insurance is not just about burial that's the least important thing that's an income now that's no longer coming into the household so you're basically protecting that income with life insurance is that correct that is 100 correct sheila and oftentimes, um, if you are taking care of loved ones and taking care of children, the math is 10 times your annual income that you would want to have. And there's been numerous accounts that there is not, li there's now life insurance that is for the living. Because not only do we have um, passing away to be concerned about, we have illness and sickness to be concerned about. 
heaven forbid, um, this is the month of May, National Stroke Awareness Month. There are now policies out there for life insurance that if you were to have a stroke, heart attack, or cancer, the policy actually pays you a portion of that from the contributions that you've made. And they still keep a burial, I guess, a final expense benefit in place um, with that type of policy. So life insurance is not only for burial now and or replacing income, it's now in place and available if you were to have a terminal illness or some type of chronic or illness itself. So there's different opportunities that we just wanna you know, share with people and educate them that yes, you wanna replace your income for at least 10 years. And then you wanna also have a policy to take care of your children if you have young children that are uh, dependent and have the money available for them to receive tax-free. And there's countless um, problems that people have experienced where they didn't have, they were a single person and they didn't have a will and now their monies are going to an attorney, part of their estate. And so people would wanna understand that um, the attorneys right there, they're gonna get 30% of whatever that estate is off the top uh, for whatever you may, and you'll get whatever's left over. And fortunately, um, because a, a basic simple will uh, was not in place. And, you know, just protecting your, your money is just one thing. But there was a, uh, I read an article where a man had passed away. He was single. He lived alone and he had a tragic fall in his home. So for all of the single people out there who live alone, Basically, if something were to happen to you and you live alone and the police would come in, they wouldn't know where to start. And so they would bring a forensic scientist into your home and go through every single shred of paper that you have in your home to find out who the next person and the next of kin to contact. So having an emergency plan in place, just somewhere that someone can see, that's very for all my single people who live alone that's out there listening. Yeah, that's great. Not only uh, having it at home, but having it with someone you trust in case of your untimely passing. Um, this is so critical for all of us listening. And you're about the third person I've had around legacy and wealth and files and getting your will. I mean, we've had people like Prince and Aretha Franklin die with no will. And who's getting their money off the top, not only of the lawyers, but the state. So, okay. it, yeah. So whether you're super wealthy and, and I've heard, and I don't know, I've heard as early as 18 years old, you should have a will. Is that correct? What would you say? Well, a lot of people don't think that they should have a will when they have no children and have no family. And so to me, that's a myth. And as early as 18, you have possessions and yeah. you would want to put in your will who you would want to have your possessions. And so it's not really, uh, you know, about um, the age of the person or the, the marital status of the person on whether or not they should actually have a will. Um, you're looking at putting your a will in place so that you can put down and write down how you would like for things and matters to be handled and where you would like for your possessions to go. And oftentimes people forget wealth in many different ways. And it's not just money. 
and you may have that record collection or you may have a coin collection and being 18 years old you may have that baseball collection that you've collected all of these um, baseball cards well or, some of those baseball cards are worth a half million dollars and really you don't know what's really of value Exactly, exactly. So you definitely want to just write it down, you know, go to a place to have it notarized. There are mobile notaries available on your local. Um, and so an attorney would charge a nominal fee to notarize a document and even prepare it, for instance, it could be as low as $250. You can get a, a basic will um, created with an attorney. So I would definitely, you know, recommend to, to seek that source out to have a basic will prepared. But you may find yourself um, divorced and you want to make sure that you update your beneficiaries if that ever happens to you um, because the, you may get remarried later. And I used to work at a bank. <laughs> We'd have to research and find out when was that last beneficiary form completed? Well, it was the money went to the ex-wife or the ex-husband in some cases. So oftentimes, you know, whenever you have a milestone in your life where there's a newborn, uh, a death and or a divorce um, or a separation even, you want to make sure that you all of your personal documents as well. So that's, that's very important to look at as far as creating wealth and making sure that it doesn't fly out the window or go to uh, somewhere you wouldn't want it to go to. And I know that I'm a collector of books I have over a thousand books in my library. So I've arranged for all of those books to go to Books for Africa. And so my books will be shipped to the continent of Africa upon my passing. Wow, that's amazing. All right, well, this has been very informative. Share with us again the name of your book and how do we go buy it? Well, Money Just Flew Out the Window, How to Create a Relationship with Wealth, Living from Paycheck to Paycheck. It can be bought on the website www.moneyjustflewoutthewindow.com. And it's going to be available also at some local retailers in the Atlanta area and on Amazon real soon. So until then, www.moneyjustflewoutthewindow.com. Awesome, beautiful. I love it. That was so informative and I'm sure the book goes into more detail. Janelle, thank you so much. I just want to close with asking you two questions. Um, what do you love about your life? And what do you love about where you are now in life? Okay. What do I love about my life? Well, I love the fact that I'm living the life that I love and I'm helping people live a life and that they would be loving as well. And so just waking up every day, I'm just being grateful and to all the things that God has blessed me with. And um, that's what I absolutely love about my life and, and being connected to wonderful people such as yourself. <laughs> so that makes right. me have a deep love for life. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Make sure you go and buy the book, Money Just Flew Out the Window. Moneyjustflewoutthewindow.com. That's where you can get it. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.